Hello and welcome to the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast, proud member of the ANA Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Burbridge. One of our missions here at the Marketing Futures Podcast is to seek out new and innovative ways AI technology is being applied to marketing. And this week, we've got a fascinating development in the world of synthetic voices, which is revolutionizing what's possible in audio marketing. Sean King, SVP of Commercial Services at Veritone, takes us behind the scenes to show us how a synthetic voice is made, what security measures are in place for influencer safety, and ultimately, how this technology will be used in the metaverse. All right, everybody, we are back in the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast virtual studio. And my guest today is Sean King, the SVP of Commercial Services at Veritone and the EVP of Veritone One. Sean, thank you so much for coming to the pod today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Likewise, likewise. Um, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, I love when we can dive into AI and machine learning and what's really possible and, and what's happening right now. But let's start with a baseline. Let's get everybody acquainted with you. Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to Veritone and Veritone One. Oh, well, geez, that's a very loaded question I could spend a lot of time talking about. But really, I've kind of cut my teeth in advertising and agency worlds. So I've held various roles in in media just within the agency of, you know, I mean, all the way coordinator, buyer, account manager, account director, both sides of the fence and done that, but really kind of, you know, navigated over the course of my career to more towards different ad tech technologies and solutions that can really help agencies and marketing and media companies really become more efficient and effective in there. And that ultimately led me over to Veritone, where I had a chance to kind of lead uh, Veritone One, which is the wholly owned subsidiary of Veritone, which is their you know ad agency that focuses on native-based placements, uh, primarily podcast, YouTube, radio, really embedded in content, as well as overseeing the kind of the commercial services division of Veritone, inclusive of Veritone One, also our content licensing division, our media and entertainment sectors that include uh, our synthetic media solutions that I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're a busy man, Sean. So we talked before and uh, in an earlier conversation, you mentioned that Veritone's mission was to democratize AI, which I really love. Can you tell our listeners exactly what that means to you and how Veritone's pursuing that mission? Yeah. I mean, really what that means to me is like we're and myself and many other folks at Veritone is that, you know, democratizing AI is really, we firmly believe that AI is key to making a more vibrant and transparent uh, society. And, and we unlock that in many different ways where if we're providing uh, with our, you know, we'll put in our two groups, our commercial groups with, with, with myself, where we're providing analytics and, and, and content uh, analytics around what's taking place in shows we're watching, you know, advertisements we're placing, the things we're interacting day in and day out. But also if we're providing more transparency within government law enforcement in that division as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and also we're providing with our iDerm solution and our energy group, help her actually energy grid optimization and helping actually make a safer uh, and, and healthier uh, globe for us all. I mean, and really helping uh, make it much more vibrant for us as a whole. Where I get most excited about all that in there though, is helping also, again, taking care of the bias that's within AI and what's mm -hmm. there and really making sure that there are use cases that are applicable all across many different organizations. And there's never going to be that, hey, you know, what are my two scoops of AI that I need? Mm -hmm. You know, right. everything Absolutely. is always going to be a little bit bespoke to a, an individual or to an entity. 
and having at Veritone the foundation, it can make AI tangible to any person or any entity or organization and allow it to be, you know, to, to really solve problems within their group. And again, like I was saying earlier, no two problems are the same. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about it. AI is just like, is is regular intelligence? Is there one regular intelligence that solves every problem? I, you know, it's like, and I just love that. I love that big picture and going beyond just the business applications. I think that that's the kind of thinking you really need in a, a space that is just, you know, ex- exploding, you know, in every single different direction. So we're going to dive into the work you do at Veritone One. But before we do, um, could you just kind of give our listeners a a description of the company and the type of individuals that you work with? Well, sure. At Veritone One, so Veritone One is our our agency. So it's a subsidiary of that. So, you know, we work with mainly in that group brands in those Mm -hmm. ones here. And there are many brands of that, you know, Abbey's and, and, and LinkedIn and DraftKings and the others. And really what we help focus on is providing intelligence and executions uh, around in-content advertisements with a primary focus in audio and influencers. Um, and so, you know, what you know boils down to is, you know, host red ads across radio, across podcasts, it's embedded integrations across YouTube channels and social integrations. Uh, but what really distinguishes us is you being able to leverage Veritone's technology AIware. Uh, because what that really does is that provides the intelligence we need. A lot of the media community is built around structured data components, you know, mm-hmm. you know, post logs, playout logs and everything else. But when they're in content integrations, they're not necessarily there all the time. And so what our technology does is it will take down those streams and it will, you know, it'll validate and, and run all sorts of different type of cognition or AI ML models against it to, from transcription to facial recognition, logo recognition, character recognition, all sorts of different ones that will provide the intelligence about what's taking place in and around the ads. So not mm-hmm. only can we confirm that the ad ran in, in near real time, but we can also know what took place around the ad. You know, what was the context that was going in into this ad read or after the ad read? Did that have an impact on how that ad performed? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and can then, once we've determined those, can we go find and discover other programs or other content creators that are creating content that's contextually similar to this really great performing one that you had? And that really helps us. I mean, especially like think about podcasts and YouTube with hundreds of thousands of these things and more and more hours being uploaded every single day. I mean, it's a daunting task for a lot of these brands to think about how am I going to navigate through this? And so Veritone Run really provides the technology to help navigate that, but also then the expertise and the solutions and the strategy and the analytics around so that, you know, we can really make this a fantastic personal channel for these brands to be able to share their stories and and opportunities with. So one of the things that really kind of blew my mind about how Veritone's AI suite of tools can kind of play in the audio world is that you create synthetic voices of, you know, speakers and and athletes and celebrities and everything else like this. Can you go into a little bit of how that's used, why somebody would come to get a synthetic voice, what's possible behind that? Because there's just some really crazy things that uh, are almost uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so Veritone Voice is, is is one of our application suites that allows someone to create a, a synthetic version of themselves. 
of, of their voice. Uh, before we go, we don't just go out there and randomly create people's voices for them. You know, everything is done in a very strict and consent-driven place uh, because, you know, I'll just go right at it right now. You know, we firmly believe that if you're making synthetic media that is done with consent, it's not a deep fake. You know, deep fakes mm -hmm. yeah, are, absolutely. yeah, it's, it's synthetic media. Deep fakes are without consent. And so we do consent driven uh, from those. But, you know, we have, you know, there's a, a number of opportunities that some can be done. Uh, and a lot of them are very utilitarian and some are very actually creative that are driven. Uh, but you start thinking about the opportunities of, you know, let's just go right into the to the audio space of, of a voiceover talent. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have to get in the studio on a Thursday and like, here, give out 500 of these reads. And, you know, they're not going to be able to have the exact same quality at number 492 that they have at number 17. It's pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you do this all the time. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's being able to have that. I mean, there's a fatigue to it. People get sick at doing those. So for us, we view that as these are just the tools that are there for you to be able to make yourself more extensible, that you can go and be out to take advantage of these opportunities. And you're in the content creation space. There may have been a mistake in the studio. I need to get, I need to correct this one line as I'm doing this, the, this area. Okay, wait, I got to get this person. got to get them back in the studio. I have to do that. Well, what if I can just do that right there? And mm -hmm. so we've created just this extensibility. You start thinking beyond just media entertainment. Think about education. Think about, you know, government and being able to share these communities. Because one of the things, in addition to just creating that voice, is we can create multilingual versions of that voice. Yeah, so that was one myself, of the coolest, yeah. Yeah, so like for myself, like I am not, I'm, I am a native English speaker and sadly that's the only language that I speak. But with this, like I can take my voice and, you know, have myself speak Spanish, speak Mandarin, French, German, and being able, so that way when you're hearing this, you know, that you get to hear my voice, but hear it's something that's local, like for this podcast, for example, like we could, mm -hmm. with your consent, own your voice. And yeah, I'm actually not here right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is actually all just, this is how good the AI is. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but for the example, like if someone is, is sitting in France right now and, and they're listening to this podcast, they're hearing us speak English. Wow. But what if that, that uh, ability for them to be able to hear it and know, oh, okay, well, you would you like to hear this in French? And actually being able to hear our voices and hear it, and it, it creates just these amazing opportunities to personalize and localize messages uh, to the individual, which is just, and again, I'm coming back from the background in media and entertainment and, and advertising, creating personalization within as much as you can really drives performance and impact. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this is just a, you know, wonderful tool that, you know, every brand media and entertainment group, you know, agents should have in their arsenal of opportunities to be able to create those personalized moments. Yeah, it is truly incredible. I've actually met Spanish John and it's really like the the accuracy of it and just the fluid, like the, it's really something you need to go check out, baritone voice. Um, can you bring us a little bit through the process of creating a synthetic voice? So I'm here, you know, the podcast reaches a million monthly uh, listeners and now everybody wants me to hawk their products, but I got other things to do. So what, what is that? What is that process? Sure. Sure. So it first starts with consent. So, you know, we ask for two forms of consent. One is just a written consent that you know that this is taking place. The second is a verbal consent where we're actually asking you to read a very scripted statement. And then that's important for us because with that script, scripted statement, it almost allows us to create that biometric marker. Think of it as the fingerprint for your voice. Mm -hmm. And that's important, we'll get to in a second. So then the second part then is like, okay, now that we've got consent out of the way, let's talk about the training data necessary. 
So for, uh, you know, we have two ways in which we can do this. The first one, which is actually the way we prefer it to be, is that we take existing footage that's there from you. So all of your other podcasts that you've done, how you're speaking naturally uh, there. And we use that as the groundworks of training data. At that point, we probably need about two hours or so of training data, Uh, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes less, just depends on the quality of the output of the data. And then that's used to run through our neural network and our models. And then that is then created into synthetic speech. Uh, And then we can use that to train it to speak multiple different languages because ultimately speech is basically composed of subtle, unique utterances. So the recomposition of all the utterances that we're speaking daily helps us create all those multilingual models. Mm. Uh, And then we give those outputs into two modalities. One is text to speech where, you know, your hands can be on the keyboard and, you know, you get that output there. And then we have some text editor functions and speech editors where you can adjust your inflection, your tone, your speed and how you sound. Uh, and then the second modality would be, you know, speech to speech, where we can have your model that's there and created, but, you know, perhaps, you know, you want to have somebody else that can actually be, you know, control your clone so they can speak and then the output could be, you know, your voice. I always like to give that example because if, you know, for any soccer fans, you know, you never hear the word goal screamed the same way. It's their trademark of these mm-hmm. hosts. Uh, so, you know, all you have to do is have someone that can mimic it. And if they can mimic it, then you can be able to do that. So, you know, we make sure we have those modalities because there's, you know, different use cases for both. Uh, Obviously, we see a lot more of the text-to-speech than we do the speech-to-speech, but the speech-to-speech is very great for just creating a lot of uh, where you need emotion or, Mm -hmm. or mimic, even a mimic of what it really needs to be. And we just, again, want to make these available to to, to the talents, to the production companies, to the corporations and entities to be able to use is how it's going to fit within their organization. ANA Marketing Futures and Demand Metric are proud to present the Future of Marketing Report, A Road to Hypergrowth. Our research revealed two starkly different groups of marketers, hypergrowth marketers who are poised to win in the short and long term, and laggard marketers who are adrift in a sea of uncertainty and stagnancy. This report is aimed to capture and share crucial insights that will help all marketers prepared for the future, regardless of their sophistication and the uncertainty that transcends the world. To get your copy, visit ana.net slash hypergrowth. You've touched on it quite a bit, the importance of consent, the importance of participation and knowledge. So once the voice is created, obviously there is the, I don't want to say concern, but there's an importance of the originator's ability to say, yes, you can make me say that. No, you can't make me say that. What does a virtual voice agreement look like? And what are the steps that are in place for, uh, let's call it influencer safety? No, it's a great question. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before with that biometric marker. So we'll get Mm -hmm. to that and bring this back into the conversation. Uh, First is once that's done, it's made accessible. It's through the platform or or for an API access. But as of right now, the model's just made available to the talent themselves. It's up to the talent to be able to authenticate users to have access to that. So for example, if, you know, the radio, you know, if, if, you know, Ryan Seacrest, he is not currently a customer of Baritone Voice, but it's like, I I have my host and want to do that, but I want to allow iHeart or Premier Networks to have access to it you know, Ryan Seacrest would be given consent for his voice and then he would be giving 
authorization for iHeart to have access to that voice. Mm. Uh, and then again, with all of our different AI models that are there, if we wanted to have them, you know, can you please look against hate speech or anything like that? We'll have, you know, all the necessary AI and ML models that are there with an AIware to help us if if a client wanted to, to be able to help if there was a net need to protect against that or be, a, you know, another watch watchdog on their behalf. Uh, and then anything that is rendered through the platform from there, that same audio fingerprint that's unique to the voice is embedded in that output. So then we can validate, yes, this was done. This is who did it. This was the consent. This is the date. It provides all those necessary ones to know that this was this was synthetic speech, yes, but it was consent given and under this use case. Yeah, that, uh, that makes perfect sense. And it's just so cool. The Veritone like suite of AI solutions, which is really impressive to just even look at like a diagram of it, but that it makes a lot of sense that other AI tools can be used to safeguard the synthetic voice in the way that, you know, AI can scrub anything and recognize and identify it. Um, that's really cool. And I love that there are like tech solutions behind this tech solution to make it safe. And that all just makes a lot of sense. Let's go a little bit bigger for a moment. What is Veritone's like ultimate goal? What is the, the, the synthetic voice module? Like what is the ultimate goal? Does the city on the hill, what do you see in the future? I mean, geez, I mean, <laughs> city on the hill. I mean, it's, I, I think it's really that everyone should be able to own their clone. Mm. Uh, I mean, we mm. had a recent announcement about our very first solutions that we're bringing to individuals, companies, and entities where, you know, not only can you create synthetic voice, but you can create an, a, an avatar of yourself that can be there, uh, as well as, you know, an NFT solutions that allow, you know, to build a community around it. But really at that point is, you know, when you start thinking about the in real life world that we live in and the future of, you know, these digitally immersive worlds or AKA metaverse, I mean, we don't have the whole metaverse today, but there are dozens or so of them out there that are there that mm -hmm. are not connected. Uh, but being able to have your digital representation of yourself, and being able to make that of, of, of who you've decided it is and your sound and your speech and being able to have that extensible into these different worlds, but coming from a centralized place where you own and you control and your same things that you expect in real life, which is protection of your of yourself, your representation and your associated assets, that you can bring those into these different unique worlds and be able to have that. And also just if you, you know, put onto your website or put in anything else, you know, and really just focusing on bridging, providing the tools and technology to bridge a sense of continuity between the real world and these digital worlds. Now you mentioned this before, but I'd like to kind of put a pin in it. The bias, uh, the risk of bias in AI, you know, it's just an algorithm is nothing without data. And if you're giving it data that is slanted, not only is it going to be biased, but through the process of machine learning, it tends to get more and more biased, uh, you know, with the, the, the more it exists and, and intakes. So what is Veritone doing to combat the threat of bias within its AI systems? Let's think about that for a second, because it's a great question. When we're talking about bias right there, let's just think if we look at two different models that are trained to do the same thing. Let's just take transcription, for example, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where we could process one audio file through both and we're, we may not get the exact same outcome through that. So what Veritone has done with AIware is we have, you know, over 300 very unique and specific models. Some are industry, you know, you know, benchmarked industry solutions that are, 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 are names out there and some are ones that we've created. 
And we've worked really hard to benchmark all of these ones here. So when we're taking a piece of content that's coming in and we want to ensure the highest output from those, you know, where we focus on is the orchestration of all of these engines that are there and industry standards are there so that we can have the highest output because you may have a file that comes in and has multiple speakers with multiple different accents or dialogues or anything that's there. And there's no one solution that is necessarily always going to solve something. It may require chunking of that file and orchestrating of that file and breaking it apart to make sure you're getting the premium outputs. And that's where we're really focused on AIware is that, that orchestration layer to making sure that you're taking a piece of content, an audio and video file, and generating the highest yieldable output for the goal you're trying to solve. And realizing that one single engine solution is not always gonna fit from those. And so that you have to be able to make sure that they're appropriately benchmarked, but also know when and where to orchestrate throughout that to, produ you know, to produce those high outcomes. Now you mentioned the Veryverse, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I wanna know where you see it fitting into the larger metaverse uh, picture and what, what's there, what's possible right now? I'm excited to answer this question because you know, this is where I was talking about earlier, bridging that, building that bridge of continuity. Mm -hmm. And let's take Capital One for example. Like Capital One does a great job with Jennifer Gardner. You know, we all hear her in the TV shows, we hear her in the radio, what's in your wallet? But when you go onto the website, you're not necessarily hearing or interacting with her. When you go into the store or to a branch of Capital One, you're not necessarily hearing her or the overhead. Mm -hmm. And if you go into, let's say, a digital world and there's a Capital One presence, like, is she there? Are you hearing that? So if, you know, if Jennifer Garner gave consent, here's a tank where you can take her, who's a very busy person and has her own career outside of Capital One that is extremely successful, mm -hmm. uh, how can we make her immensely extensible? So she could be on the website. She can be the voice of the customer service agent that you're talking through, that's, that, mm. that you're having to answer that questions to. And then if you go into these virtual worlds, is it her that you get to, you really get to take that notion of a brand ambassador and make it you know, from a one you know, ad unit talking to millions of people to being able to have her as your brand ambassador, having one-to-one -one dialogues with folks and with your customers and your group and one who's never going to get tired and who's never really going to have a bad day and is going to make sure that, you know, you're able to have that continuity of who you're seeing and who you're hearing and taking that through the real world and into these digital environments and having that sense of continuity. And so, you know, we're firm believers that, you know, every person and individual and entity company needs to start thinking about what their what their presence is going to look like in these digitally immersive worlds and how they want to represent themselves. But more importantly, the whole notion of Web3 is built around community. How do you want to build your community and how do you want to have it around that ambassador? And again, through multilingual capabilities and the avatar capabilities, the others, you really have this wonderful opportunity to build the community, but have it be hyper-personalized to that individual. And that's just, I think, is is a great way where brands need to start thinking like almost dimensionally, not just about channel activation of the metaverse, but how they can go through this with them and, and thinking almost dimensionally about the sight, the sound, the motion, the intelligence, the conversations, the community building that they want to do in this, because that's what it's supposed to be centered around. And that's what people are thriving are these humanized digital experiences in these immersive worlds. 
And, you know, the Veryverse just allows the tools and services that can come along with them to help these companies, you know, achieve that. That's just so cool. And I mean, that really literally means we are very, very close to your limits being your imagination. You know, yeah. really, you know, it could sounds cliche, but truly just what you laid out, it's like, if you can come up with it, at least in the, 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 the virtualized world, it's going to very, very, very soon, if not already be extremely possible and ultimately probably end up being easy. So this has just been, this has been so, so great. And I love getting ideas that I have, that haven't even occurred to me about how AI can change the world. So thank you very much on a selfish level. And I know that our listeners agree with me. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to take a bit of a left-hand turn in the podcast. We ask all of our guests three questions before we let them go on and enjoy their day. The first one we leave open-ended by design. Sean, what are your thoughts on diversity, equity, and inclusion? You know, this is, I, I love the fact that we're talking about this, the, this question. I mean, I, it, it's something that is embedded into kind of everything that we do at Veritone and all of our employees. And it really stems from our people operations and people development. We create what we call very DNA teams, which are employee-led groups that have a voice. There's a regular, a regular engagement, but really this is that DNA group that talks about what our values should be as a company. And that is led by our employees. It's not led by our management team or our executive team. You know, it's different layers within the organization. And they're thinking about what does our engagement surveys need to look like? How are we promoting a sense of community in that? How can we better be supporting those? And whether that's, you know, inclusion uh, things that we can be doing, uh, if it's unique engagements that we can have around building a sense of pride around the organization themselves. And candidly, how can we be better supporting groups? And I think one of the things that is, has been challenged for many groups, especially post in pandemic and coming post pandemic in this work, this remote office hybrid environment, what everyone is doing is building again, that sense of community enablement within the groups. So, you know, we've done these very communities where, you know, trying to find like-minded and new ways of thinking where people can try to be connected in these remote worlds around shared interests. And that can be faith, that can be, you know, our, our very women community. It can be around equality. It can be around gardening and food and sports and all of these other things that allow you just to build a sense of camaraderie around these mm -hmm. ones here. Uh, and I think that's just what makes everything special and and allows people to feel that they have the opportunity to share and to speak, uh, but also more importantly, be heard mm -hmm. and know that when they're being heard, that those are at driving decisions that we're making about how we want to be effective leaders and a better company and, and provide better opportunities for our staff and to our customers. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. And, you know, we don't hear it brought up a lot when I asked the question, but like empowerment, you know, that's a big thing. It's not just about accepting, including, uh, and acknowledging it's empowering. And I think that that's exactly what the very DNA group sound like they're, you know, patently designed to do. I love that it's employee led and not just another hierarchy, uh, you know, exercise in hierarchy. I think that that has to add some electricity to those groups. All right, Sean, it's time for the big question. All okay. right. We talked about future of AI, synthetic voice. That's easy stuff. That's easy stuff. Sean King, Veritone, Veritone One. What's your favorite album of all time and why? Oh, 
this is going to sound incredibly cliche. No because, such thing. No, no wrong answers. No bad answers. No, it is because it's a greatest hits <laughs> album. So You're it's not, not the first, the second, album. or third. Don't even okay, worry no, about it's it. the greatest hits album of Tom Petty. Okay. And, and for me, he's amazing songwriter, amazing musician. Mm-hmm. You know, dates back to when he opened for Bob Dylan and looked for those. But like, no matter what mood I'm in throughout the day, there's always a song on that one that turns it to the mood that I need to be. You know, it is the adaptogen music to my body. <laughs> that if I'm in a great mood and I want to be a better mood or if I'm in a sad mood and I need to get better, you know, there's always a, a, a song on the greatest hits of Tom Petty that does that for me. That's an amazing answer. That's a great answer. It's really, I've learned more and more that your favorite album has almost like I, most people, their favorite album is not necessarily the album they think is the best album that's ever been written, but it has, it does something for them. It means something to them on a level that transcends music. It's a great answer. This is uh, there are no, no apologies for that answer. So before we ask uh, the last question and uh, let you get on with this lovely Friday afternoon, um, if people are excited they want a synthetic voice of their own, or they just want to see what's possible in the, the very verse. Um, how do we check out more from Veritone and Veritone One? So more about Veritone, you can go to www.veritone.com, V-E-R-I-T-O-N-E. And then if you want more specifically around, you know, the very verse and our metaverse related solutions, it's veryverse.com, V-E-R-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. Uh, you know, it's both available there. There's contact us and we can definitely, depending on your use case, get you in touch with the right individual. We love it. All right, Sean, uh, let's bring it up to the present. What are you listening to today? Be it a song, an artist, a podcast, maybe you're uh, reading a book that's really great. What's uh, revving your engines these days? Well, I uh, had to check my last podcast. I was on a plane last night uh, and that was uh, Guy Raz, How I Built This. Mm, and I, yeah. I love the founder story. And I love hearing, you know, their inspiration of why they started to do it and the struggles and, and, and the triumphs and tragedies that they had to deal with as like developing, you know, their, their, their stories and their companies. And uh, it's hard not to leave that podcast or those stories, not feeling inspired in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, um, had a slew of founders on the the podcast. It's always just like, cause yeah, you just, it's, it's always such an interesting journey to hear that. So I completely co-sign on that. Sean, thank you so much. This has been an amazing time and I really appreciate you being our guest on the ANA Marketing Futures podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marketing Futures podcast. Have an idea for a topic or guest for a future episode? Shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ana.net. Be sure to subscribe to the Futures Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you're looking to get smart on the future, point your browsers to ana.net slash futures.